in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. Oh, how witzer. We're back. The boys are back. We're back for a high energy, healthy episode. High, high energy Sunday afternoon episode. Yeah, that's optimistic to say high energy at the beginning of the episode as well. Like, I think if after uh-huh. the episode it has turned out to be high energy, I think we can say that with glorious retrospect. Mm. We'll, let, now, we'll let you be the judge of what in. high energy actually is. I yeah, just want, you've set a high bar now. I just want people to have the mystery of knowing that of the three of us, one is very hungover, one is, is recovering from a debilitating uh, migraine, and the mm. other is pretty much okay. Try to guess which one. I think you'll be yeah. pleasantly surprised. Your time starts now. Do, 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 I reckon. I reckon that would be quite easy to to guess. I think the hangover is quite easy to guess. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh no, I've given it away. <laughs> I think the important thing to remember is that when we when we met yesterday, Chris Ray and I, for a respectful, socially distant mm. uh, drink, sure. uh, just to wet in, your whistle, really. In a in a in a in a in a beer garden. Oh my god! Um, and to like lick each other's hands. Yes, you know, um, as always. You know, it's a it's a popular way of saying 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 hello. Yeah, uh, it's an endearing colloquialism. After I think four pints, I was like, I think I'm going to go home now because mm. I'd maybe like to, you know, kind of, you know, enjoy a bit of the day. You know, not passed out. You know, I'd like mm. to get a couple of things done. You know, have it was not... very unreasonable of you, actually. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm very. I'm very sick. Now, now you. You stayed out, didn't you, Chris? I I went to somebody's house to watch the FA, FA Cup final, mm. um, and then I went back into town um, until the small hours. It's already the final. It's already the final. Oh, it's already and yet finally the final. Well, at the same time, for me, for me it feels too soon. But anyway, please so, continue. But, uh, and then yes, I woke up on the sofa in the lounge at four o'clock this morning. Ah. <laughs> so all in all, I'd say it was a very successful evening. And yet you've kind of like dragged yourself out. You've 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 been doing stuff today, which I is... took a while to get going this morning. If I'm honest, um, I had to be dragged out of bed. Uh, <laughs> but then I um, deweeded the driveway. Good, um, good. I did a <laughs> kind of pick up in the garden, leaning on your leaning on a rake. Yeah, <laughs> like, I say, I, say I deweeded it. I, li- I was literally leaning on the strimmer <laughs> to, su- to support my weight. That's really dangerous. Don't do that. <laughs> no, you really shouldn't. Don't yeah, we've got home. we've um we've got a strimmer for the garden, and I I remember we we went round to cut uh, Lucy's uncle. We went round to uh, oh no no you what cut, you went to cut, cut Lucy's uncle? Oh, he knows oh, what no. he did. Yeah, no, we <laughs> we went around to uh, cut his garden, and I remember saying to Lucy like, um, the thing about the strimmer is, don't worry because it's got this really cool trigger. It's got like a double mm. a double trigger, so you can't accidentally. You, like can't a- you can't. You can't accidentally sound, turn sound, it on. That sounds false. And then Lucy like picks it up and it goes, 
<laughs> I was like, oh dear. Oh no, wait, that's the lawnmower I'm thinking of. Yeah, this thing is a hair trigger. It will go off yeah, at any this moment. One, this one's got a psychic trigger that detects like your bloodlust and it will just fire up the instant you want to kill. Yeah. And the, the power of that thing is powered purely by the, the amount of hatred you feel. Mm. It's a very so, popular feature on the modern day streamers. <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous yeah. though. <laughs> I, think... I wouldn't like, in all seriousness, I wouldn't like to get my finger caught on one of those. With the uh, the wire underneath, oh, that would bloody hurt. I'm glad you clarified that by saying in all seriousness, because in all seriousness, yeah, you had You've to. Got like... to we've got to be responsible at some at some juncture. You had to frame that statement that maybe putting your fingers into a strimmer would be a yeah. bad thing to do. Please yeah. do not try that, and if you do, please send us the photographs. Oh God, no, don't though. Oh, that's an attachment. I'd be interested. I will regret to see, I'd be interested to see, but don't do it. No, obviously. please don't. No, do it. don't do it. The um. How have you been coping in the sudden and uh, explosive heat we've experienced this week? It's been hard to cope with. Mm. I always, I'm always reluctant to complain about the heat, uh, especially on a platform such as this, where more than two people are listening to what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, well, Sometimes. Okay. On a good more day. Than, more than one. Anyway, um, because I know that there are places that are hotter than the UK at its hottest. I, I get that. I get that. But I think what they those people have to understand is that I'm... I'm <laughs> but I don't live there. <laughs> I don't live there. Okay. Yeah, not my problem. I don't not care about problem. your problems. We're talking about my problems. <laughs> but also, I am not biologically set up for heat because I come from this awful, awful country. <laughs> so... Um, so when it comes, it comes as a horrible surprise. Yeah. And it was, it's been tough. It's been really hard. Yeah, like, I guess this is maybe the world we have to get used to now. Like, these sudden, unexplained yeah. heat waves. Like I think it's unfair it. that I was born into this uh, planet tree um, warming, if you will. Global warming, let's it's call unfair, it. unfair. I've just coined that phrase. Just, but let's, let's oh, okay. Talk. Let me write um, that down so I can trademark it. I'm not good in the heat. No. No, at you all. I burn and I just sort of am unable to do anything of any real substance in the heat. Yeah. If I'm totally honest, yeah. I so I don't think I don't think it's fair that I've been born into these these times. I feel you can like complain if you like. Mm. Give you can me to Al Gore. If, yeah, yeah, damn it. He, he should, would listen. Al Gore should, would listen. Popular, he would popular vote, my it, ass. But he would listen. I think, like for me, the ideal. Give me a crisp September. Afternoon oh, yeah. with yes. a with a strong breeze. Oh, I like a breeze. Yeah. Maybe like a breeze. Day. Maybe sixteen degrees in, di- in oh, direct now sun. You're t- now you're talking. Oh, oh that's a oh. dream. Yeah, oh. maybe oh, maybe maybe wearing a light coat. You know, yeah. like a, oh, I know. Yes, like yeah. a light a light jacket, like, like a bomber jacket, perhaps. You could zip it up, but you've chosen mm. not to. Yeah, that's yeah. that's ideal for me. I think that's, I'm in, that's spot on. I'm in heaven. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, I agree. We went to, when on my on uh, on our honeymoon when we went to uh, New Zealand, we uh, we went to Hobbiton, oh, where yeah. the old hobbits live, and it's oh, like that's, uh, why it's called that. that's well, why it's called Hobbiton. Well, the crazy thing is, you look you're walking around, and you go like, oh, this is just like the Shire. This is just like Gloucestershire, where I live back in mm. England, and yet it is like 37 degrees, and that's the big difference. Yeah, and it's not even like it's not a wet heat. It's like a dry heat. It's like being in a microwave. Like you can just feel your skin crisping up. Like oh, nice. It was punishing. What like a absolutely feeling. punishing. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. That's oh. yeah, pleasant. So um, when we're um, not talking about uh, things that happen in the past, and when we're not talking about working from home, things, things that may or may not, or have or have not happened. <laughs> 
Uh, we generally, because format is king, we generally talk about loves and hates. Yes. And I remember. Who would like to get us started? Who's got their bile for the week? I put two hands up. You put two hands up, so you go. You oh, yeah, Nick, Nick's got it. Nick yeah. put two hands up, so that's... Okay. Go. okay, so I've got a hate, but here's the weird thing about it, is that I don't know why I hate this. So I'm going to... Hopefully we can team think this. Oh. And we can all put our heads together and help me work out why this is something I hate, right? Okay. okay. Uh, Radio 1. Oh. I don't normally listen. <laughs> no, stop. it's not Radio 1. It's not Radio 1 as a whole. <laughs> or it could be, actually, but no. It's not Radio 1 as a whole. <laughs> Those bastard youth, I don't understand them. Um... I don't normally listen to it, but I happened to be listening to it the other day. And they've got this thing going at the moment, which I think has been going all of lockdown, where it's called Up Yours Corona. Oh. Right? And what they're trying to do is to get... I don't really know why this second bit is key, but what they're trying to do is they're going to get people from every country in the world to call in to the show. Okay. And then they talk to them a little bit, find out who they are, find out how the virus has affected their life, blah 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 All upbeat stories, I guess. I mean, as upbeat as you can be. And then at the end of the call, they have to yell, up yours, Corona. And the whole idea is, is that eventually they will have collected up every country in the world swearing at and, and lambasting this virus, right? And it's not so much the world all around the world thing. I, I don't have a problem with other countries. I want to make that clear. Um, it's the it's the attitude of shouting at a virus yeah. that, that seems that really pisses me off. And I can't work out why. Because Ali said... Oh, is it? Is it because it's pointless? Is it because it's not going to like the virus can't hear you? And I, that's not what it is. That's not what annoys me about this. But something really pisses me off about shouting up oh, yours, Corona. <laughs> is it, so, is yeah. it that that energy could be better placed elsewhere? It might be that. I was thinking that. If, if like finding it, a vaccine, for example. Maybe you know, maybe rather than just shouting down the radio. <laughs> It might be because it might be like because it's like going like uh, now remember people a positive attitude can turn this whole thing around up yours Corona but please stay at home do not go <laughs> do not interact with people outside of your bubble and wash your hands constantly and whatever you do don't yell things into the street at <laughs> passing people whatever you do don't do that I feel if anything it's instilling a false sense of confidence I feel. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think that might be it. I think there's this sense of like, if we all just get angry at it and shout and we're all like united in how annoying it is, that we're somehow going to win. Yeah. And it's like, it's like as much as the people who are shouting up yours, Corona, aren't necessarily the same people who are working on a vaccine. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would in fact hope they aren't. <laughs> but, you know, like still, I still feel as though, like, like Chris said, there's potentially better use for that energy than... <laughs> <laughs> yelling down the radio at everyone i just it's just really irritating like i know corona is a, is a is a shit like I, I i know that we all know that but also it isn't some sort of sentient shit that's like trying to fuck our lives up and yeah and, it was and it, it was it was from that moment uh, and i i also know that corona is a shit because of that world <laughs> health organization yeah. summit where they stood up and said well we've we've got the results in it's a bit of a shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and everyone applauds. <clears throat> I'll put it in context. I think... Yeah. I, I it guess... is, it, Ali's yeah. right, though, because it is completely pointless, just shouting that at a virus. I think it's why, childish. Why, well. why, why, why? I think it's really childish, because you've got all these... These are ostensibly adults who are shouting this. You know, like like bill, uh, rent payers and, and house owners are shouting down the phone, up yours, corona. Mm. And it's like... 
that's that's what I'd expect a load of kids to do in the playground, you know, to, to build a, a game around the coronavirus and then yell that at the end of a round of the game, whatever that <laughs> consists of. But <laughs> actually, that sounds pretty cool. Remember as a kid when you used to play games on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> remember as a kid when you used to play games themed around killer viruses that were taking out millions of people around the world? Do you remember that? But no, I just, yeah, it yeah. just sort of... It just sort of is. It's just annoying. It's just that sort of a kind of annoying. I I don't know. I, I guess the problem is like we've all seen how the sausage is made. You know, like yeah. we've because we've all been inside a marketing environment. Like uh, yes. maybe that seemed like maybe that's like oh you know they're just doing, it's just positive. You know they're just doing like a bit of just a little yeah, thing. riling up. Yeah, get well, why, but what's the point? You can be positive and it won't make any difference. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the horrible truth. I think you're right. Like it, that's I, our next I could be really design. positive and say, "Oh, I'm definitely not going to get corona," and then go to see someone with coronavirus, and the sheer willpower of not <laughs> wanting to get it will mean I don't get it. It's not how it works. I do want to clarify though that I'm not against being positive about this. Like that's not my thing here. I think the problem is is that this is this positivity is actually negativity framed as positivity. What you're saying, you're insulting the virus. You're having a go at the virus. You're saying, fuck off, right? And that's we, not positive. <laughs> have we tried appeasing the virus? <laughs> exactly. Have we tried talks? Have we tried peace talks? I I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a really good guy once you get to know it. <laughs> have we tried offering <laughs> sacrifices up to the virus? Yeah. I'm sure some people have. <laughs> the, I guess it's like, it, it all seems like a bit of harmless fun, but you know it began life with a... Uh, kind of a, a, a group think session where they're yeah. like, okay, people, let's throw some ideas out there. You we know, need a phrase. It'd be a man with a whiteboard. Yeah. And it, different colored pens. And it's like, if you're willing... Maybe that's to, what it is. If you're yeah. willing to scream bloody murder at this virus, then you know someone floated the idea about burning an effigy. Like, <laughs> I'm like could we? Could on we? Radio one. <laughs> National initiative... Let's get a let's get a burning coronavirus on the corner of every street. Yes, that will that'll, that'll do it. That'll scare it off. But actually, like that's a really good point because, like, imagine if imagine if that happened, right? Like, we're trying to raise public spirit, so we're going to create wooden coronaviruses that look like balls with loads of sticks sticking out. Of them, yeah, right? yeah, oh, sure. And these are going to be for sale. They're going to be full of petrol. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna these are going to be for sale, fucking everywhere. You won't be able to move without being able to buy a, a corona scarecrow, right? And and then the, the, this will be great because everyone will burn these in their gardens and it will rile up the country to be anti. And it's like no, like <laughs> it's just this is the same thing. It's like this is pointless. This is what are you doing? I, this I is how I weird. feel about music, by the way. Generally, you oh, can't you can't change elaborate. the you can't change the world with music. <laughs> you like you cannot you cannot and you won't. So just don't bother. Yeah, change okay. the world with positivity. Like, what was it? Was it fact? You won't do anything. What was fact. the one that came after? Obviously, there was Band Aid back in the eighties, but oh, the... then Live Aid. It was Live Aid. Live, live Aid. Aids. Yeah, because what... Live Aid in the eighties, and then Live Aid. Oh, that's right. Live Aid, and then Live which Aid. was to do with G Eight Summit. Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad they ended poverty. I mean, Ooh. it worked. Yeah, it really did. Like, let's finally did let's really finally well. end it. Let's finally do this, guys. I, I think. That's actually a good comparison because I feel like the problem is it's not that there isn't good intentions behind these things, like incredibly good intentions, but it's like it, so often the things that will actually fix these problems are not sexy, they're not flashy, and sure. they're not obvious. So it's never like, oh, we 
you know, we, we, we threw a load of money in a pot and we solved poverty or we all just were really positive and coronavirus went away. No, it's yeah. actually going to require like just a lot of hours of boring lab work mm, and then yeah. like human testing and, and then it will just, they'll just quietly roll out a vaccine and then, and life will get better. You know, that's not it's like sexy. I am, I am behind the idea of celebrating and congratulating the NHS. And, and I know that this is a different thing because they're actually doing something. They're on the front lines. They're helping people. They are taking steps to, to getting rid of the virus as a whole. But in a way, you could argue that that's also empty positivity because they're going to keep doing their jobs anyway. And us clapping and us putting rainbows in our windows isn't going to change that. But I support that. It's, it's the shouting at the virus. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's probably just the cynicism of knowing it's a marketing campaign, as John says. And the fact that it feels very, very childish. It feels very like c- clapping for the NHS is is something to show our thanks and our respect. You know, shouting at a virus doesn't respect anything. It doesn't even respect the virus, which we actually kind of have to do. We have to respect what it does and understand it so that we can fight it. We're not even respecting it. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's show, let's show that virus some respect. Yeah. He's worked, hard, he's worked hard to get where he is, that virus. Mr. COVID-19. So Mr. COVID. Do they do this daily, did you say? Yeah, they do it daily and they get a caller every day. I think it's daily. But they get a caller every day who is from a different country. Do they swear at Corona in their own language? Yes. Oh, right. So that's, so, so well, they, they kind of do. So they start the, the chat with what is up yours Corona in your language? And they'll say that. Or, or the language they might, the they might be, they might be saying something else. That would be funny. We'd never know. And then they they end their thing with yelling the, the in English up yours, Corona. So maybe so what, are they going to are they going to put these all together? What is what is the point of this? Well, that's a very good question, Chris. Thank potentially, you. I, I thought poten- so as I was potentially I was another issue I have with this is what is the point of all of this? Maybe they're going to collect them all and make them all play at once, so it sounds like the whole world is shouting at Corona. But again, what but that won't make a difference. Like, that no. won't, that won't do anything. If anything. That the spit transfer from shouting <laughs> will infect somebody with coronavirus yeah. and spread the disease further worldwide. You should, so, you should, if anything, whisper it from behind a mask. So <laughs> this is less like the fact that they're they're actually trying to they're trying to say it in every language that the human species has ever produced. This is the plot of the movie Arrival. Like, are they not actually trying to find the one language which the virus understands? So we can actually yeah, talk to really it. Movie. Maybe that nothing is what really they're ha- trying. Nothing really happened in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting, I was expecting it all to kick off. Is that nothing, nothing Cage, really man? happened? Did it? Is that Nick Cage? That was um, um, Amy Adams and um, uh, Hawkeye. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah, Thank I you. am now fascinated to know what Nick Cage movie you're thinking of. Oh no, The Arrival is the one with the aliens. Yes. Yeah. What are you thinking of? Like <laughs> Ghost Rider or something? Drive I was Angry. Thinking... No, I was thinking of The Knowing. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Which I have seen. And I also have seen The Arrival. <laughs> or Arrival. Whatever it's called, yeah, I've seen yeah, it. The Knowing. <laughs> is, it, is it not just Knowing? Fuck off. I don't know. Who knows? I don't yes. know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. Does it not have aliens in it, though? Oh. Is it like... Really? Is aliens or angels or... Spin? Yeah, I think it might be angels. He yeah. finds um He finds a note, doesn't he? In a treasure... In a, in a capsule. Time capsule. It's got loads of numbers on it, and it predicts disasters. Oh, right. Anyway. I don't think I've ever watched a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> uh... The only film I've, I feel like I've seen him in, or film, no, film, Kick-Ass. He was in that. Oh, yeah, he was. And yeah, I know well... his voice is in um, Into the Spider-Verse. 
That is true. Zoom. That is true. That's a good film. Um, yeah. I know yeah. he's done some terrible things. All I can think about now is Nick Cage. Like I was, you know, before it was <laughs> Nick correct. Cage in Arrival. Actually, I would say that talking about Nick Cage has done a better job of taking my mind off coronavirus than shouting at it. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that if you want to take your mind off the virus, shouting up yours corona is the opposite thing to be doing. How... Watch a Nicolas Cage movie instead. How yeah. would you like to see this energy redirected? What's a more positive way? Well, I mean, I did mention clapping for the NHS and making rainbows and stuff like that. I feel like that is a positive thing to do. I think it spreads goodwill towards the right sort of people. I think that sort of thing actually might have a subconscious effect because people will sort of, it'll bleed into everyone's thoughts that, you know, actually doctors are kind of good, I guess. They're not trying to fuck us over this time. And then you won't give them such a hard time, maybe, when you go in to A&E or whatever. Maybe. It could it could have an effect. Whereas yelling or screaming, like, like negative language, is that not just going to promote that same sort of language elsewhere, you know? Will I, you just be a ragey, sweary bastard? I, I, yeah. do, I do wonder if, just in general, we're stepping backwards into a kind of 1930s, 1940s approach to oh yeah, PR or kind of like government messaging. Like it, it does feel a little bit like um, keep those, calm and carry on. Well, yeah, or like those kind of new like news reels they'd play in you know back in the day where it's like um, you know things may look bleak on the front, but you know <laughs> back home we're all fighting our own personal wars. Even Timmy's getting involved, and there's always like a little kid like. You yeah, know, like, got like a saucepan for a helmet, and he's firing yeah, he's, a gun <laughs> like, yeah. into the air. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, look, he's looking at a strimmer from the uh, from the bottom side up. Yeah, he's <laughs> squeezing the trigger, <laughs> and it's like, and it and it will cut to like here in the here in the village of Upper Upper Peabody, they're. The, the 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 farmers are getting ready to go to war, and it's like a bunch of men like stabbing an effigy of like Adolf Hitler or something. And then, yeah. and, li- and then little Timmy, because he's back again, he'll he'll run up and like I don't know, knife the, the scarecrow, and everyone will laugh, and he's like, "Whoa, slow down, Timmy! You know, save it for Actually, the hun, save some <laughs> Adolf for someone else. <laughs> save some. I think you've really hit on something there, because I think what you just said then is the exact same thing. If we made an effigy, a plushy, scarecrowy, hay-filled effigy of coronavirus, and then filmed a five-year-old kid with a fucking machete, <laughs> just going, ah, ha, ha, and fucking it up. And everyone around the world just clapped. It was just like, ah, oh, little t- Timmy. Little Timmy. What, a great, what a great message to send to everyone. I would just be like, what the fuck? Like, granted, <laughs> coronavirus is the enemy here. But why are we clapping Timmy with a machete? Why are we clapping that? We shouldn't be clapping that. And I think that's what this is, is that we're clapping people being dickheads and yelling and swearing on the radio. It doesn't matter who the victim of it is, the target of it is. We're clapping dickheads. Let's not do that. <laughs> this is like, that's scene one. Scene two is a doctor maybe standing up and saying, look, I appreciate what we're doing, but please, could we direct our energy in a more constructive manner? And then scene three is the Wicker Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Back scene, to Nick Cage again. Scene scene three is a doctor being dragged into an effigy of a coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. I actually think you might be right. Yeah. Like, where does this spiral of weird violence and abuse actually end? I don't know. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> and by burning the unbeliever, you know, the locals will bring uh, a vaccine and good crops for the coming decade. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of a doctor. The blood of a doctor will cure us of this virus. For sure. Yes. Crops are grown with the blood of the unbelievers. 
stupid hate is all a bit of fun, though, isn't it? It's all a bit of oh, honest fun. Oh, that's my problem as well, that phrase at the end. Oh, it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what would be funny if one of them got coronavirus and then you asked them, did shouting out yours coronavirus help? Yeah, how'd you feel that? How did that how did that work out for you? Although oh, I, wouldn't, no, I, I wouldn't they'd be furious. I wouldn't I wouldn't the, do that. For the record, I don't want anyone to get coronavirus. No, please, but yeah, but please yeah. try to avoid getting coronavirus. If, no. you, if you get coronavirus, please try not to get coronavirus. Thank you. And don't use the phone, because someone else probably has to use that. <laughs> don't shout down the phone. It'll don't shout down the everywhere. phone. And drink, wearing a face mask. And drink as much hand sanitizer as you as you <laughs> as you can possibly steal. <laughs> Once again, really bad advice, but let's roll with it. But it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um I've got a I've got a hate. Oh, oh, all right then. On a slightly different note. Well, that's good. We should get away from my subject, really. I hate uh, overcompensating car names. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I hate that it's not enough to have a quote-unquote manly car. Mm. You know, I know, I know how stupid a phrase that is, but you know what I mean. It's not enough to have a manly car. It's got to have a manly name as well. Yeah. Like, it's when you because because we live in a in a in a very suburban town, like a like a sure. very soft, you know, just oh, I was gonna say a liberal, wet. but it's not liberal at all. Actually, I was gonna say no, a it's, very it's the opposite of that a very, very, a very wet a very middle class wet town where <laughs> yes. you know. We've got a few gradients, but they're all, you know, they're all tarmacked. They're all gentle. And yet we have a bunch of people driving the manliest, like, transformer you could imagine. Like, pretty much everyone drives an Optimus Prime. <laughs> and they're all called, like, you know, the Ford Violator or the, <laughs> you know, I drive, a, I drive a Subaru fucknut, you know, and it's just like... Yeah. It's... The, new, the new Ford bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a new. I drive. I got a Peugeot Quench. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought Quench was, was a manly word. I don't think they'd accept Quench because they look at it and they go, "What's that? A Q and a U? A Q. That sounds a bit European. That's <laughs> one of those feminine letters. <laughs> <laughs> a Q is a feminine letter." <laughs> Can't spell queen without Q. Yeah. yeah, they probably spell it like K-W-E-N. Mm. No, you'd spell it with hench in it somewhere. <laughs> Quench. Quench. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the qua is a K-W rather than a Q-U. Yeah. But we, like, we, we, were, we were driving past um, a car garage even just today and they had like this, this really like, it looked like a, like a pickup truck, like the kind of thing a like a, a a dusty sweat covered farmer would drive to like yeah. you know when he's when he's done like wrestling his sheep and he's you know <laughs> he throws his dog and his gun into the back of the car and he you know he drives the gun goes home. off and kills the dog and yeah he's got like the the wheel in one hand a beer in the other you know like his 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 best girl in his other arm and <laughs> he's got three his arms th- his third arm <laughs> and he and he and he drives you know a Ford Invader. You know, a Ford malignant or something like that. Like it's just malignant. Yeah, it's just like oh, tone it down a notch, Jesus. It's only a car, and also it's like it's chrome plated. You're driving it like in in the centre of Cheltenham. I don't mm. even. You know, we don't have gravel. We have like hand carved. I don't know marble chips. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we kick off if there's like a pebble in the road. Yeah, like. 
This is this is madness. I'll have you. I know. do not everyone mean... should be forced to drive the same car, and then if someone <laughs> has an accident or fails to do something correctly, it's not the fault of the car. Mm. It's the fault of the individual. You can't then blame, let's say, a Skoda that doesn't go up hills. That's your fault. It's on you. So we should all drive around in the same tin can and not have well, any individuality whatsoever. Maybe when um, when self-driving cars come in, maybe that's how it will be. Maybe we'll all just have these little capsules that like nip around on one wheel or something. That'll sh- that'll show Corona. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I feel that way though. Like, you know, it, it, the only reason I know what brand of car i drive is is simply because it is almost the most generic car ever made like i've got a toyota yaris yaris yeah and it's like it's great does a job and, and you know people say like, oh what size engine is it? it's like um i don't know like i don't yeah. care yeah yeah it, it's one of those it gets me from a to b I do not care what is under the hood. I, I, I genuinely do not care. I I've never understood the, the passion like... behind cars, if I'm honest. I don't I don't understand it. Mm. It's just it's just a load I, of metal. I, I think it's Neither fa- do I. It's for me, like I don't give a shit about journeys. I really, really hate journeys, in fact. I think I may have mentioned that on this podcast before. I don't I don't want to spend any time between A and B. I just want to go from A to B. So yeah. my car is irrelevant to me. It's it's how I feel the same way about cars as how I feel about toilet roll. Uh, it's purely functional. We shouldn't be spending time and money on this thing. Let's just get me there. Just get me there. I don't care. I've got to say, like, I've never gone in for a luxury toilet roll. No. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm, what, I'm what counts as luxury? Tesco's. Tesco's. What we what we're talking here? Anything more than two ply? I think anything more than okay. two ply. If it's quilted. If it's quilted, that's luxury. Yeah, I say anything with thirst pockets. That's, <laughs> you know, that's a problem. Uh, it's a problem just because of the two words together next to each other. I would yeah. rather the money that goes into cars went into some for a sort of teleportation device. That yes. we just, so we don't need cars. We can just step into the teleportation machine and go, bloop, 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 bloop. And then we walk through and then I we're there. I am worried about Bang, done. I'm worried about teleportation, though. I, w- I worry that every time we teleport, we die. and a We get, we get ripped apart cell by cell and then put back together. And, like, up in the afterlife, there's just countless new copies of me appearing yeah. every time I jump through. Well, that would, that would complicate things. But let's stick with the cars. <laughs> yeah. That is but I guess the, the one down probably. on Earth wouldn't know that, so that's fine. No, that is... I mean, I, but what's the greater existential crisis? <laughs> Having a teleporter, which might kill you every time you mm. use it, or driving a Ford Warrior. <laughs> what what percentage am I likely to perish in both either scenario? It's a real. I think it's, I think it's higher in the Warrior. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. like you 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 won't like physically die, but mentally, like a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Which is you. much mentally, yeah. you come become a little less sharp each time you use the teleportation device. You know I, what I think is funny though about car names is that every now and then there comes along a car that they seem to have just missed the brief completely in an attempt to make it cool and manly or whatever. And you get like the Ford probe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you mentioned that Nicholas, because in the spirit of this discussion, I have found um, some of the most ridiculous car names. Oh, Oh, brilliant. These are not necessarily uh, um, uh, manly ones. These are just uh, quote unquote. These are just um, bad ones. Just by I would say. Okay. For example, uh, this is a soft one, but we have 
the Nissan friend me. Yeah, I don't like that. What friend? As in the word friend, and then the word me. Hyphenated. No, I don't. I don't like that. Friend me. That's that's bad. I don't like that at all. That's imagine like you got paid like quite a lot of money to come up with that. It's... I reckon whoever came up with that name got paid more than you you or I yeah. have ever earned. I would say. <laughs> How would you present that and get people to think that's a good idea? The new and then you're in, you're in a meeting internally, and you go right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been spent. I've spent six months of my working time carefully researching market trends, um, and I, this is what I've come up with. And then the sheet comes down. The new friend me, and everyone goes, "Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant!" Uh, I can't. Well, I can't imagine sitting in that room and not thinking that was shit. But basically, the hidden podcast hiding within this show is basically like po- uh, marketing is shit. With Nick, John, yeah. and Chris, because that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I Nick smell a is... spin-off. Because Nick is basically sat in meetings where he has his team has spent years, no, not years, weeks spent on on a design, hours, and you sit down, and then someone goes, "Don't like it. it looks like a, dick. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like a penis. That guy looks like a penis that you spent hours designing. He looks like it's a dick." Funny. And that, it just, <laughs> it always just feels like a flip of a coin. Like every good idea that gets shot down there's there's also like a bad idea which people just loved like yeah yeah so true the friend me might have come out and been the most popular car ever i don't know it seems stupid now but what all, else you got they're all awful okay <laughs> we have the daihatsu naked no why naked? is it called the naked what? i mean Does it have like no, no yeah there's got to be a reason for it's that. just all parts is it just a no, pipe it it looks like a car that's good like it <laughs> that would be it, a good strap line like, wouldn't it it looks like a car it looks like a car <laughs> it looks a bit like a lego technic oh, yeah. car like it it's, oh it's very yeah i've looked it up it's very cubic cubic yeah it's paneled but it isn't naked though i wouldn't call that why naked, is it, do we know why they're called these things is that information oh, available on. it's not like that's a different word in a different language well it might be there was something about you know, the little things that just like don't um translate quite mm. as well. Because the um I think there was one where Toyota made a car called um the MR two, which I think uh-huh. or, or the, the MR mm. um because apparently when they tried to sell it in France, it sounded like merde. It sounded like shit oh. in French, basically. <laughs> Uh, well, Vauxhall, Vauxhall famously had the Nova, N-O-V-A. Yes. And that means, in Spanish, that's Nova, which means doesn't Brilliant. go. So they had to change Nova in Spain because it literally, it, you're calling your car, doesn't go. does Just doesn't go, mate. Um, I would say one of my, one of the things I quite like is the Vauxhall Adam. Adam. Yeah, <laughs> cars, named, cars named after people. Yeah, the Peugeot Steve. <laughs> the Vauxhall Crane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the Studebaker Dictator. Which, dictator? Which, oh, wow. No, and, and this is an old car as well, so it's not even like... This was like 1930s, 1940s. Bloody hell. It's like the, the new Mitsubishi's were cooler. <laughs> and of course, the, For- the Ford Probe. Yeah. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. Classic. And I would like to say one of my personal favourites, the Mazda Titan Double. Brilliant. Jesus Titan Christ! Dump. It's a oh. it's a flatbed lorry which can tilt out okay. sideways to right. So it can it is a, it is a dumper truck, so to speak. 
Shall we what say? Would, what would you call a car if you had to call a car? If you had to name a car. Someone said, hey, John, we've got this new car. Um, What type of car is um, it? Who am I selling it to? A blue one. Um, You want this? This is, you need this to be manly as fuck. We need, we need a manly name for this car. This car is going to be the next race. I want, I want this car, I want this car to be as broadly appealing as possible. Um, Yeah. But, well, no, wait, um, is it, is it broadly? Is it broadly appealing or is it too... To, is it manly? Is well, it give, me, give us, give is us it one me? of each. Okay. Uh, um, no pressure. Okay, I'm picturing... It's a blue car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's got a lot of doors. Okay. How, many doors? How many doors? How many doors? Arguably too six. many doors. It, yeah, some, it's got six, some six doors. Yeah. Um, Let's just leave it at the wrong number yeah. of doors. It has the wrong number of doors. It has, it has, yeah. it has Whatever secret your doors ha- that you may not want. <laughs> Whatever you're hoping for, it doesn't have. Yeah. Um, but I'm picturing the advert is uh, a busy mom, uh, lots of kids. Uh, maybe there's a party they need to get to, but they need to get there safely, sure. but and, but quick. And they 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 they're, they're packing like a ton of kids into not the door you would mm. think because you can't use that one. That's that's like a, a vanity yeah, door. Sure. It's not actually real. Well, you don't need, you don't yeah, need that many that's doors. That's painted on. They're climbing in through the door in the yeah. ceiling. Yes. And then there's only one seat, so we're all having to like cluster sure. around it. And then they're driving down that one road in on like the side of a mountain, which is in like every commercial yeah. where it's kind of like yeah. switchbacking yeah. on itself. And then they they flip over the edge and they kind of oh, like roll down the side sure. of a hill. They're kind of like barreling down, and like all the kids are like bouncing about inside because there are no seatbelts. But then they because God knows there's no seatbelts now. And then they 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 land. Uh, and then, and then everyone kind of like just turns and looks at the camera with like a bit of blood kind of like trickling down the side of their head, and they go, um, uh, and, and and then it goes, by the Mazda fails fail safe, <laughs> and then like the wheels fall off, yeah, or something. and then it explodes. Yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea that every everything you said is great. This is marketing meeting, right? I'm like. Uh, I think that's great what you said there, John. I, would, I think that's yeah. really, really good. What I'd like, what I'd like is the car tumbles down the cliff. Great, great moment there in the pitch. Love that. Um, one of the children dies. Oh uh, yeah. And there, yeah. And there are ten kids in the car. And then the mother just looks at the camera at the end and she just goes, nine out yeah. of ten ain't bad. And then winks. And then winks. <laughs> like, and then and then it yeah. And then like scratch ending. Like nine out of ten ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then the logo on the screen it just says like the Nissan Fist. <laughs> No, no, that's too that's too aggressive. You need like a caring yeah. name, like the oh, Nissan scapegoat. What if one of the kids dies and then you and you then you have a smash car to the same car driving him to his funeral? Okay. Oh, it it, it's and like it is, a extendable yeah, hearse. Like yes, a, the back end telescopes out like a hearse, and now you can take your child to its funeral. The new master failsafe. The, the the new keep, keep keeps you alive or dies trying. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Right, I think we got there. The, the, the new master. Sold. <laughs> but what what's the manly version then? What's the uh, it's the same advert, but now it's like a guy like you know yeah. he looks like Bradley Cooper and he's driving. Yeah. And he's like popping pills as he's driving. <laughs> 
Because that's what Bradley Cooper does, I think. Now. Limitless. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like a, limitless, a tumbler just... full of expensive whiskey that just comes up from uh, where the yeah. sticks. Yeah, and he's got be. a little one of those little yellow medical like cylinders, and he's just like, <laughs> and he's just like chucking back pills into his mouth. Yeah. And they're going everywhere. They're literally going everywhere, but it doesn't matter because this is it's a and As a result, he's going all over the road, but his car doesn't get a scratch in all the other cars. Yeah, and his, his car's not he's knocking, the he's, he's knocking cars off the road as, yeah. as he's yeah, driving. Yeah, so no, it's it's the, it doesn't matter a shit that he's driving erratically. Because it's no. the only two-person low-rise sports car with um, <laughs> sheep bars on yeah. either side, like cattle grids on the side yeah. of the car. Actually, it's got, yeah, like, it's and, got like a chainsaw glued to the front. <laughs> And he smashes through like four different cars and then he like skids to a halt in front of the camera and he looks out, looks directly into the camera and just goes, Nissan scapegoat, don't blame me, blame the fucking car. Yeah. And it, but it bleeps out fucking because like, yeah. but it sounds cool. After the watershed, <laughs> you get the full, full fat version. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame me, blame the fucking car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like where you're going with this, Nick. I, I think it's got okay. a lot of potential, but I what I really want to see is as he's like, like um, drifting down this <laughs> this cliff face uh and he's like knocking cars like left right and center and he looks to the left and there's a there's a beautiful woman in the car next to him oh yeah and yeah, he kind sure. of smiles and he, he he like rests his arm like on the uh the kind of like arm rest it, by, by the gear stick the and middle he console and he just kind of like smiles and nods and like this little like a little syringe of like um black tar heroin kind of like just comes out and like injects like effortlessly into his arm yeah, and he just his eye just slightly flickers yeah. as as but he takes the pain so like you know toughly. And then this Nissan scapegoat, and then he smiles and like 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 a knowing kind of like, oh yeah, I know. And then his eyes roll back up into his head, <laughs> kind of like collapses, and the car just careens off the hill. But then it freeze frames. Yeah, yeah. It freeze frames, and it's like yeah, that's it. in the air. That's it. It and freeze frames it, as the passenger door opens and the girl is halfway out of the car. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it freeze frames there. The Nissan logo just covers her up and it just says underneath. Just literally going, pings up, yeah. It's like that's all the footage they got. And they 38 <laughs> takes did, and that was the best yeah, we did, one. Yeah, that was the best take, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes, the Nissan thrust. Um, <laughs> and it goes... To be continued. And then yeah. a question mark. Oh, and then a question mark. Yes. But yeah. the dot in the question mark is Bradley Cooper's face winking. And then it, yeah. ir- it irises out. He's winking, but one of his eyes has rolled back. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, okay. Well, I think we've done that. And then in the other advert for the Nissan oh. scapegoat, if you pay attention, you'll see Bradley Cooper's <laughs> car. <laughs> 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 Both filmed on the same day. <laughs> They had to for budget reasons. Like for budget reasons, we could only film at this particular time. We could only do one take. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't we get had, any insurance beyond today. We had one take, but two cameras. So we just shot it from different sides. And just that was both cars. There we go. Brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Sold. I'll have two. <laughs> and it seems like it's the most satisfying and most successful advertising campaign ever. Yeah. But they're like, wow, I wish we'd manufactured more than one car. <laughs> We've got such a demand now. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be. It would be so. The tagline would be the new Nissan scapegoat, and then it just suddenly not a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would just uh, to 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 wrap up this uh, cavalcade of comedy car names. I would say we have the 
uh, Isuzu Mysterious Utility Wizard. Okay. What? Uh, the Mitsubishi Minica Winky. Uh, and that, that sounds like a like a knockoff version of Doctor Strange. Uh, and its sister car, <laughs> utility wizard, <laughs> the Mitsubishi Minica Lettuce, and Lettuce? Uh, the Toyota Del Boy. Nice. Wow! 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 Oh, I also have the Tarpan Honker. So, <laughs> Honker. So that's me. That's me. The the new Nissan Scapegoat. Yeah. That's by my, now. That's my eight. It's not your fault. It's the cars. Um, have you got a hate for us? I sure have. Oh, delightful. My hate is having to watch the success of others. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's perfect for today. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, and this this pretty much res- um, is about football. Okay, oh, so, great. So, um, we can relate to that. We are towards the end of the season, as I alluded to earlier, because the FA Cup final was yesterday. Okay. Obviously, of the course. Of, the I mean, has, of course, everyone knows. And I'm guessing Jill's were in the final. The uh, well, not this year, no. Okay, maybe next year. Strangely, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe you never know. You never know. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, obviously, the season's been delayed. So, but now everyone's winning trophies and everything, and uh, and that includes teams like Leeds United, who are mutual friend Richard Holton supports. So, um, watching him enjoy their success and celebrating <laughs> a league title just fills me up with some kind of awful rage. <laughs> right. That I, I am. It's it's pure petty jealousy, frankly. Because you um, can't you can't be happy for him. I can't be happy for him because it just reminds me that I am still unhappy. <laughs> Does this mean that football has finally been resolved? No, Is it done fo- now? It will never. It will never be decided who has won the football. Right. Imagine if they did that. Imagine if one year it was like this is the this is the final. The this is final, the final of football. This is not like Final Fantasy where it keeps coming back. This is the and and in fact like the FA Cup final where it's not final, is it? Because there's going to be another one next year. This this is the fu- this is going to be the best football man. This uh, is team group. <laughs> the best football man. Football man <laughs> of all time. Who is the, the best, best football man? Who is the best Vote football now? Man? And who is the best football mans that support the man? Like, let's find out. Um, is it because you can't technically finish football? Until you score ten goals in a game, is that like <laughs> you say? You say that, John, but it has happened. Really, a team oh, yeah. has scored Gillingham, ten goals. Gillingham in the nineteen eighties won a game ten one. Really, and then well, I started supporting them. Yeah, uh... we beat. I think it was Chesterfield. We beat ten one. Did the other side not, we... not turn up or something? Or must <laughs> yeah. not have. Must have been out on the night before. But it was ten one, so they scored at least one. They scored one. Well, we we horsed it in our own net, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> and then the Might following week, one eight nil. So that was weird. That was a fun time. But I wasn't around then, which is very sad. Very sad. So, but watching other teams celebrate a league title or lift a cup or whatever just reminds me of when we lifted a league title and how much fun I had. And now I'm not having that much fun. So wait, Jills have won a league they title. Won, they won the fourth division title. There are many leagues. It's there are many leagues. Yeah. I am aware of this. Each vaguely. more complicated than the last. <laughs> um, we won it in 2013 and we had a great time celebrating. And since then, nothing. Okay, so they are quite good then. Well, we won the fourth division. So. Yeah, but I mean, you're better than everyone else in the fourth division, then. So well, you were, year, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, what have the what have the following seven years been like? Now you've spent all that time in the league above the in third. The league, well, league, it's been it's been seven years of mid-table finishes in the league above. But you haven't gone so, down. We haven't gone down, which is nice. We nearly but went I'm down guessing, one like, year. Mid-table finishes are probably rather underwhelming. I would have thought. Yes, exa- well, there's nothing really to celebrate come the end of the season mm. so it's watching these clubs and you just remind you oh we've achieved nothing <laughs> maybe like year. 
maybe these. I wish I wish that was us. That's always what I think. I wish this was us because we'd have a great time. But maybe we... those middling clubs. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm doing you a disservice. Um, no. Maybe these I'm... lower to middling clubs. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe they've got the right idea because. You know, evolution. It's not a game of winning or losing. It's about you know, yeah, gradual. St- yeah, it doesn't. You don't have to be perfect. You've just got to be alive. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're at the top, if you're at the top, you're now the one that everyone's looking to take down. If you're mm. in the middle, no one's looking at you. You can just. But gradually... why can't you? Why can't you be both? Because here's right. Here's why. This is how football ends. Eventually, the teams all give up. If you're oh. the last team that doesn't give up, you win all of football. You win the football. So, one day Leeds United are going to go, you know what? We've had enough wins. And also people are always coming for our titles. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to quit. We've had enough. I've had enough we've, of people. We're done with football. And gradually the leagues will us. diminish until there are just a handful of teams left. And Jills will be there. They'll be there right to the end. I don't know. I feel like we'd give up pretty early. <laughs> I choose to believe that there is one very subtle condition in football which has never been met. Which is why it can't it can't be ended, and like no one can talk about it because that's there's like, a secret rule. Yeah, like that's kind of like, like catching the snitch in in Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's like the condition of the dark pact which created yeah. football, and, and it's the something FA will have happen. to honor it. It will be like one day there'll be like I don't know. It will just be like some really um... someone will like throw up a rainbow or something. <laughs> it will be like I don't know. Rev, give me two comically obscure teams. Um, For the sake of comedy, how, how, how obscure do you want? Gillingham, Gillingham. It's kind of like Gillingham, 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 Gillingham Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rochdale <laughs> and um, oh, I don't know. Um, Barnet. Okay. Ro- Rochdale and Barnet are playing each other. I would. I would. Is that I would, possible? It, um, no, anything's possible. Are they in the same league? No, no they are not. I can give you two teams in the same league. Barnet at. It'll be a friendly. And friendly. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeovil. Okay. In the highest tier of non-league. So what's the home stadium for Yeovil? Home Park. Probably Yeovil Football Stadium. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? I know all of them. You can give me a club and I'd know their ground. Um, um, Scarborough. They don't exist. Scarborough went under... The Ilchester Cougars. Uh, Ilchester is the um, community home stadium. Okay. Um, Norwich. You could be saying I know, I know. This could all be bollocks. <laughs> Norwich. Carrow Road. Oh, for God's sake, like hell. This is amazing. If he's lying, um, he's a very good, he's a very convincing yeah. liar. What about and how? Lancashire? No, that's not that's not a city. Uh Padium. Pa- pa- uh the Padium Stadium. <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay, know. I believe you. It's called the it's called the pad. It's called the pad. Okay, so what are, what are those two shitty teams you just Barnet said? Barnet and um, Yeovil. Bar- Barnet and Yeovil. They're playing. No one's watching. Nobody cares. No one cares. There's I mean, barely, that, that there's barely, fairly true to life. There's barely okay. 22 people on the pitch. Yeah. They can't be bothered. It's it's a it's a rainy Sunday afternoon mm. in mid-April. Okay. And then it happens. Okay. The, the moment like, we've all just been waiting for. The moment. The like um somebody scores in the hidden goal. Okay. Like the goal which isn't like it's like a hoop <laughs> on a stick. Like and it's always there, but the camera never has it in shot. Sure. Yeah. And like everyone thinks it's just like a statue or something, but no one's ever really stopped to think that every pitch has one. Yeah, and um, it's one of those things uh, you don't center... notice until you realise. But s- it's only as wide as a ball, so scoring three is <laughs> incredibly, incredibly It's literally the width of the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a long tube like whack a mole. And Dave, Dave obtuse centre no, yeah. centre midfielder, part time. 
Hoofs the ball. Accountant most of the time. And it and incredibly it flies up and goes into the mouth of the secret sure. goal. Yeah. And everyone pauses and looks up and it and it rolls down this long drain pipe. Yeah. And it's spiraling down and it hits a tiny bell at the end. Okay. And everyone just kind of stops and they go. That's it. It it happened. It's over. It's we're, over. We're free. <laughs> and then everyone, everyone stops playing football. Everyone rips off their shirts and starts hugging each other. <laughs> and there's crying. no barriers between us anymore. <laughs> And the ball. Yeah. But can you imagine? Can you imagine if um, that was the ultimate goal of football? You wouldn't want to ever miss a match, would you? You'd watch every single game you in case. possibly could, yeah. so you could see that live. There's been a lot. I'd, of football. I could, I'd watch it on YouTube, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get the highlights. <laughs> Whatever. I do. But I would then, but I would then subsequently be jealous of those two teams because they had that moment and their fans because they had that moment oh, I see. and we did not. I am. It would make me yearn for the glory days of 2013 when we won the fourth division title. I, I Do am... you find yourself constantly yearning? Like, like, because I've I've heard how England supporters, yeah. that is to say, most people who live in England, are, you know, probably, um, that's how they feel about the World Cup. Oh yeah, it? it's like this constant, like we won it before. Oh, what is know, it now? Is it, it like 48 Four, years of 54 now? Jesus Christ! It's the, since 1966. But that, well, we came very close a couple of years ago, obviously, but that, that didn't yeah, happen. You don't get a trophy for Oh, yeah, you... I thought, um, I thought it was coming home. I you go through, home. in my mind, you go through all the horrible shit which following Gillingham comes with, just for the, that <laughs> moment of glory that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Like, there, there have been games where it's just something ridiculous has happened. And you're yeah, like, I, I was there and I remember that in your lifetime. And that's what it's all about. There you go. Yeah, and I hate that I mean, other people have that. <laughs> I'm, that's actually, fair enough. I'm actually kind of surprised at how much joy this image is bringing me, and that's mm. the image of you know For- there's some Premier League game going on. It's at Wembley. Who knows? It's and huge. that's that's a big stadium, right? Wembley. It, it is probably. the biggest in England. Yes, there's um, a big yeah, game coming no, on, probably. and it's everyone everyone's watching that game because no one's watching Yeovil versus Rochdale. Barnet, Barnet, Barnet. 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 We agreed right, on Barnet yeah. in the end, but but then the word comes in. Yeah, you know, like like um, like someone runs onto the pitch with a phone, hangs it to the referee, and he goes, oh, "My God!" You know, and then <laughs> and then like, you know, just just then stands in front of a microphone and very solemnly rings a bell three times, and then like weeping and, and like <laughs> laughter kind of like breaks out in the crowd, and everyone goes, "Finally, it's over. We can go home." And, like, everyone just like runs like dancing into the street. I mean, people can okay. say what they like about you, John, but you really do understand football. <laughs> Well, if if there's one thing John gets, if there's one thing John appreciates, it's football. Well, what's what's important to note is that I am, of course, exaggerating for comedic oh, effect. Oh yes, but at the same time, I'm oh, at the same really? time, at the same not time, that much. At the same time, I'm kind of like crying inside a little bit because that would be so that would make me so happy if this this shared horrible experience called football could finally be over. <laughs> oh wow, okay, okay, wow, I didn't realise that was brutal. Well, John refuses to attend football matches now. Not after he came. Incident. He came to a few with me, uh, and then and then uh, refused. I came to kind of like in the way, if you've got like a parent who just totally doesn't get the thing you're into, yeah. but they 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 really try. They try, like you know, you're really sure. into taxidermy, sure. And like your parent comes along to like one convention, you know. I would I would not if I was convention. into taxidermy. I would not go to that convention. Here's the only thing I can think right is a taxidermy convention would probably smell yeah. really bad. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just feel like it would smell of either chemicals or corpses or both. 
Because it is both. Why does it smell of both? Surely it should be one or the other. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? I, I choose. Some to... people haven't done it as well. Okay, no. let's be honest. I I know there's a um, there, I think there's a Comic Con in. They smell pretty bad, to be fair. There's like there's because often they're just called like oh the Cheltenham Comic Con or the Manchester Comic Con. Nah. But I swear there's a couple which have tried to work like a pun into their name. So okay. it's like Stoke. Yeah, that's it. Stoke on Trent has Stoke Con Trent. Oh, very clever. So I'm I thinking like, like <laughs> the taxidermy convention would be held in like Derby and it'd be taxi-derby. called like Taxi Derby. That'd be Brilliant. my thinking. We like should pitch that, that to Thank the council. You. This has been an episode of pitching yeah. ideas, hasn't it? Yeah. We're also creative. Um, I think like I think we have a pitch as well for the movie The Secret Goal. Yeah. Which is about which is about the end of football. I think And then the movie doesn't kind of like mention an, it at all until it happens right at the end. And yeah, then the movie just happens. ends. But it's like it's like an apocalypse movie. Yeah. But for football fans. But it, but, that, but ultimately a joyful one. Yeah, because they are free. Because I don't think anybody actually enjoys football. I think it's just a <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a slog. It's definitely a slog. But then when you get that moment when someone scores three penalties in ten minutes or something like that, which has happened, um, you remember that. And that's 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 the moment. That's what makes it worth it. And I don't want... Yeah, that happened. We were 2 Wait, down three at penalties? And we're playing terribly. And then we got three penalties in ten <laughs> minutes, scored all of them, Jesus and won the game. It's great. Really good. Great. That's the, a good feeling. The last game, the last football game I ever attended mm. in, you know, trying to be a friend, trying to be a good friend. Failing. Um, I, I, I would like to thank for, uh, you yeah, for finally pushing me over yeah. the edge. Like it was, it was like an intervention. Like if you hadn't done yeah. that, I might still be going through this grim charade of trying to, trying to. This, yeah. To be fair, this was a, one of the worst games I've ever seen. Really and I've been to hundreds. <laughs> John was there. John was there by your side. It was. I was, and it was a, like a, well, the field looked like a ploughed, it looked like a, pl- I say field <laughs> rather than pitch, it did look like a ploughed field rather than. It looked than, like a ploughman's. It looked, it looked like a ploughman's. <laughs> um, and. Had a big block of cheese there in the middle. Bear in mind, I had to be con- cajoled a little bit because it's like, you know, it's not really about football, it's about having a good time. Mm. It's about sure. seeing your well, mates. This was, I think this was my birthday if we're thinking of the same game. Oh yeah, maybe Which I think bad. we are. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I think within the first five minutes, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" Like you absolutely <laughs> you text me. You were sitting three seats down from me, and you text me saying, "You unspeakable shit," because <laughs> it was it was Stockport v Gillingham. It was fucking dreadful, and it rained. It was awful, and, yeah. and it rained. Yeah, and it was an open and... stand, so there wasn't a roof on it. <laughs> yeah, you unspeakable shit. We're just sitting there, and I I put um I had I had like a Gen One. Um, iPod Nano. In I my was about pocket. to say, did you at least have like a Game Boy or something? No, I didn't. Like, Game Boy at the football. They would have taught... playing sensible soccer on the Game Boy. <laughs> <They> would... <laughs> that would have been that would have been a better match. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But they um, I I put one headphone into my ear just so I could like listen to some music for a bit. And I swear, a guy he, I, it was like it's like being. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. Like it's trying to work out like who's coming for you. They spot any weakness because I, I I know a guy next to me 
was like, oh, all right, mate, you uh, you listen to the scores on, on, on your headphones. You know, you uh, you catch going match of the day. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. De- <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, mate, can't, yeah. Get, can't get enough of those soccer yeah. scores. You know me. Definitely not listening to the killers circa, you know, 2011. Oh, am I right, you know? <laughs> and then you high-fived Gee. each other. Then we high-fived each other. And then Best I went, buds. The highlight was having a coffee and a Yorkie bar at halftime. I remember that Yorkie uh, bar. And, um, it's the only like light that shone through. See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You go to football, you see all the shit, but then there's that one Yorkie bar that you'll always remember. There's what, that one moment. What was the final score? Nil nil. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. It was awful. Right. It was. It was particularly awful that one. That's an average of a goal every, I believe, sixteen hours. I think. Uh, yeah. What? You've been. You've been to a few though. You saw us win at Wembley. To be fair, that I was did. Good. That was good. I did. Yes. I, cr- I cried. Because, because yeah, John well, we, had dragged we all, into another football match. We all did after John cried, after yeah. the scenes <laughs> the scenes cr- unfurled. We we laughed too. I thought you were gonna like throw yourself off a balcony in a in a fit of like ecstatic. Uh, I went. I was off. Joy. I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good times. Anyway, there you go. There you go. That's. I will. One thing out, out of all the fun we've been poking at football, I would genuinely love to see Chris when. Jill's win. Yeah, I think I think the joy that he would display was probably greater than any joy I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, and I think <laughs> if I was just there next to him, I could just suckle. You could ra- radiate the the uh, yeah. And I think enthusiasm. I'd love to see. I'd love to see how happy because the way you describe how you feel about wins and losses mm. is like setting off my empathy gland yeah. in like a really big way. And if I was actually there. And, and that emotion, I think it would be tangible coming off of you, like a sort of Nick's, Nick's trying to get an invite. Maybe we should have a field trip. I wasn't. No. Oh, ah. No, shit. no. Oh, yeah. The ship is, back up. Oh no. <laughs> the ship has sailed. Let's not. You know. No, no. Yeah. Come it on, is, John. It was kind of like when, when, like, deeply, deeply religious people have like a kind of biblical experience, like where you know it's the 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 height of worship, where and their their body just breaks down and they're just kind of yeah. like crying, laughing, shitting it uncontrollably. Hold the <laughs> it was like that, like that's in that's the island Saturday. That was minute one. You know, that was like... Yeah. The... <laughs> Holy shit. That was, that was just kick-off, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's got a love. Who's got a love? I've got a love. Yeah, he's got a love. all right. I love gargoyles. Oh, my <gasps> goodness. The cartoon? No. Oh. <laughs> actual gargoyles. Oh, okay. That's not as fun. What is an actual Sorry. gargoyle? Well, this is the thing, right? So I we were on a walk, as I may have mentioned, uh, on uh, at the weekend. Went on a long walk. I don't know if I mentioned it on air. I don't, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what weekend. was on air and what was off air. Either way, we did a walk, and we came across a little village, and there was a, a church there, and the church had a lot of gargoyles poking out at the top of this church. Oh. And lots of, like, faces. And they're kind of, like... They're great because these churches are old, right? And this was back in the time when everyone was really serious and everyone had cholera and sure. everything was <laughs> Everyone was saying, white. up yours, cholera. Everyone was saying, up yours, cholera. It, and that fixed it. <laughs> and that's why we don't have cholera Yeah, now, exactly, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a um, good point. Yeah, it worked really well. So these times were like grey and dull and bleak and the best thing was if you got like some grain one day. That was like <laughs> a highlight for, the, for them. And yet their buildings, their most important buildings in their, in their like community... They put like cartoony like faces going rah, like sticking out the top. These buildings that the most money was spent on. The church was the most like rich um, sort of community thing that, that existed in the in these villages and these towns back in the day. The, the, these were the skyscrapers of their time. <laughs> and the architects building them had the most serious job to create this like stunning piece, this edifice that would last hundreds of years. They even didn't live long enough to see their, their creations completed. And they thought, 
you know what? We'll put some funny faces on it. Brilliant. Yeah, that'll be it's good. It's only a laugh. This will be funny. And I looked it up. I looked up the Wikipedia page for gargoyles, right? And like some of them are to like uh, carry the water that pours onto the roof of the church off and away from the building. So they're kind of like early gutters because they pour off them. But there's no explanation for why they're gargoyles. That could just be a little stick sticking out. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to have a silly face on it. So someone just thought it'd be funny to put to put faces on it. That's a, it. That's the thing though, isn't it? Like whenever something like historic, they... Um... People go like, oh, oh, yes. Well, you know, we, uh, best thinking suggests, uh, you know, the gargoyle was meant to uh, be uh, to to ward off evil spirits or to be a representation of evil spirits. But for all we know, they could have just been having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were like, I, yeah, because there's a lot of the stuff on the Wikipedia article where it's just like, to be honest, we really don't know. We really don't really know why they did it. They like, there's lots of theories. But there's, there's like an amazing quote from a guy. I can't remember what he's called. It's called like Balthazar V or something. And it's like he wrote this in 1600 and shit or something. And he's basically just like, why have we got these? He's just having a go about them. He's just like, um, <laughs> what are these fantastic monsters doing in the cloisters before the eyes of the brothers who read? What is the meaning of these unclean monkeys, these strange savage lions and monsters? And then at the end, he's like, surely if we do not blush for such absurdities, we should at least regret what we have spent on them. So even back then, they didn't understand what the fuck they were for. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's, They're the biggest joke honestly, that I think anyone ever got away with. First first thing to go in times of hardship, funding for the arts, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why? Why? I tell you why. Because we put gargoyles in everything. Like, John, if you look back at all the comics I've drawn for you, gargoyles everywhere. I just put them in. The, Look out for that next time. We 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 have a we have a mutual friend in, in the comics world who has also worked in the archaeology world. Like mm. he, he works uh, or used to at least, you know, he used to go and go into fields and dig up things found by farmers. And uh he was saying the biggest secret about archaeology is whenever they find something and they don't know what the hell it is, they just say for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> That's that's just a catch-all term for everything. It's so an it's umbrella like, term for yeah, w- w- anything goes. Yeah, it's like what have you yeah. found? He goes, well, you know, we unearthed um, we unearthed uh, this old. Uh, I believe it's I believe it's like the uh, footprint of um, an old house. You know, we can very clearly see uh, you know where they kept the grain, where they kept the animals, where people lived, and a little fire pit. And um, we found a load of these old, um, odd kind of urns, which we believe were used for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> it, sure, it, sure. They just, you know, no idea. That was clearly an oven. That was clearly like a, a forge. You know, this is where they shooed horses. And, um, you know, I guess this little circular thing was for ceremonial purposes, you know, because <laughs> people are still people. Like people from like 500 years ago were probably just as stupid as we are now. Like they probably... I'd love it if um, in the future, future of, from now, they're uncovering my house and, you know, it's, it's an amazing dig site and they're digging up and they find like a, a small plastic rectangle with two buttons and a, <laughs> pad and, a, and a little screen. And they're like, we don't really like understand these, but we're, sh- we're for sure that these were for ceremonial purposes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, oh yeah, what's the stupidest thing I've got in my house? I'm trying to think. Like... Oh, well, that's, that's exciting, isn't it? Um... Thing is now... Everyone would know. You could. You've, there's too much knowledge, so you could find stuff in a hundred years, and everyone knows what everything is. Yeah, that's and true. It's just like, of the oh, well, this is an interesting then. The it's like time capsules. They used to be cool. When Blue Peter used to bury a time capsule, mm. yeah, and say, in fifty years, the people will dig this up and wonder how we lived. And it's now, now it's like, 
Well, they won't because it's all on the internet. Yeah, I can Google what was life like in the 50s and I'll find like yeah. 20 YouTube videos that tell me what life was like then. <laughs> There's no mystery. There's no mystery anymore. Well, I guess Except like... for gargoyles. Yeah, maybe the gargoyles That's are the, the, last, mystery the last mystery. The last mystery. I guess like if somebody buried a time capsule in, say, 1900, like turn of a century, and you dig mm. that up in 50 years, I reckon, yeah, you'd go, oh, the world has changed so much in 50 years. But like... If Blue Peter buries a time capsule in like the 1980s, and they go, "Oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna open this in the year like 2020, and to to discover mm. how much the world has changed," and then they're gonna dig it up and they're gonna go, "Oh, let's see what they did back in the 80s," and we open it, and they go, "Okay, it's a it's a book." Um, <laughs> uh, what's, a, what's a book? Kind of. Um, I guess we kind of still have those. Um, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's oh, a LP. pack yeah, of crisps. Right. It's not really not yeah. really changed much. Not going to open it though. It's probably gone off, you know. Um, vinyl. I mean, um, how do we get that in a time capsule? Don't know. You know, bent Just it broke a bit. it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's like the world has not actually. Maybe like slap bracelets, snap bracelets, bracelets. Yeah, you can't get them can't anymore because they're illegal. Why are they illegal? They're not really illegal. Oh damn it! That was, was my. They got, ba- they got banned from schools, I think. Did they? Because they were, they were very painful in certain scenarios. Like pogs. You, yeah. Like pogs. Pogs, yeah. If you threw a slap at a person's face, that would really hurt. You just sprung to mind. Have you, I found out the other day about a thing called Jenkum. Right. What's Never that? heard this of it. It's a bit like a time capsule, but apparently Jenkum is a DIY drug where you uh, you shit and piss in a bucket. And you cover. Oh, and then you huff the fumes. Well, at the same, at the same well, time. Well, uh, you probably like, you know, you take take turns, you know. But you, you, you put it in a bowl. Seal the bottle, yeah. leave it a week, and then you come back and you sniff the bottle. And that's I've heard about this. That's Jenkum. Yeah. And it gets you, like, spaced out. But n- there's got to there's be more time-effective ways you can do that. You stand, up, you stand up too quickly. Get yeah. a head rush. And less less invasive ways. The new... Sure, just, just go and get, get it from your dealer like anybody else. The new <laughs> Nissan Jenkum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks better than it smells. Uh, I've got love. I've got love. Go on, oh, all right. Go on, John. I love 80s TV shows that featured, I don't know, a gimmicky man of mystery in some way. Oh. Now, okay. Mr. Chips. I think I... No, that's awful. What are you talking about? No. Mr. Chips. No, listen to what you're he saying. He was a man of mystery. Can yeah, you know no. Okay, I described that terribly. But you did. I mean, Mr. the trope. Mr. Chips. Will you please shut up about Mr. Chips? <laughs> all right, we, we get it, all right. We've heard your seminars. But like, <laughs> I mean like... Webinars these days. I mean your Magnum PIs. I mean okay. your oh, MacGyver. I thought, I thought you were referring to like game shows. No. Like Michael Knight. Yes, Michael Knight. A man, a man barely alive. alive. <laughs> no, I just mean like, what a glorious time it was where, well, <laughs> probably not. But I mean, like, <laughs> that whole trope in the 80s of this is the best that entertainment can possibly be. And we're just going to endlessly make the same show where it's always a guy or a group of guys or a guy in, like, his cask of buddies solving... Well, not even, like, solving crimes. Yeah, just, he, like, like, he just, like, rocks up, doesn't he? He's, like, he's, like on the road. And he just, he's seemingly going from town to town. And we don't really know why or where he's actually going. And then you get there, and then there'll be a woman who'll be like, "Oh, the Duke has taken over the casino," and yeah. it'll be like, "I love that! I love that episode." Yeah, it's a really good one. And then it's like, "Don't worry, 
Michael Knight is here. And then he sort of superheroes his way out of the problem. And then he sleeps with a girl. And then I guess he goes on the road again because next time he's in a different place. I just... It's it's funny you mentioned like the Duke taking over the casino because like I feel like every episode of each of these shows was basically like a corrupt local businessman has yeah. is doing something untoward yeah. like it was always and, like, like no one can pin it on him but he's definitely doing it it's always like oh thank God you know like uh, he'll walk into town and he'll he'll like walk into like a bar and uh, like a friendly waitress will go like. All right, stranger, we've not seen you around here before. You know, have a drink on the house. He goes, thanks. This yeah. seems like a nice town. Oh, it is a nice town, except for, and then the door will open. And yeah. boss... The Duke will come in. Boss Harlow will come in. And he's like, got a got a big Stetson on and like, uh, you know... Yes, uh, he'll definitely have... And cowboy boots. And cowboy boots. And he'll like menace the bar a little bit and go like, you're, you're late on payments, Sheila. And he'll... And what he'll, town is you know, this? Uh, you know, no it's, one knows. It's in the middle of Australia, America. Uh, you yeah. know, and um, Australia, America. Australia, America, and uh, and then Michael Knight will have to, um, I don't know, just rough up a few of of Boss the Harley's goons. goons yeah, in, yeah. sure. Because it turns out, and Boss then Harley's... Boss Harley will be like, "This, this isn't over. This isn't the end of this." And then he'll walk out. The saloon doors will go, and then and then the waitress will be like, "You shouldn't have done that. No one messes with Boss Harley. It lives." But my like, does. <laughs> we'll see about Until that. Until now, and then he dies. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> I, got, I, I, I have, I have a massive soft spot for Magnum PI. Yeah, like I, I just like I ended up watching a ton of Magnum PI back when I was, I think I was on like study leave for my A levels, and for some reason, like Magnum PI was on every morning at eleven a.m. So like I'd revise for a little bit, then take a break and go watch an episode of Magnum PI. Go have a PI break. And it's so f- like all those shows are so formulaic, but it's They're like the most formulaic I think of any show ever. Like and that includes Power Rangers. But it's like wrapping yourself in like a really warm blanket where yeah. you just go like I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to have a happy ending. Like there might occasionally be a very special episode of Magnum PI, which will deal with like a more serious tone, like yeah. heroin or something like that. <laughs> but it all gets resolved heroin, at the end. If you can imagine such a yeah. thing. I just love it. Like get a great, you've got an amazing theme tune, you know. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's a requisite. Got to have a shows. stellar theme tune. So we're talking like MacGyver, Magnum PI, Airwolf. Um, the A-Team. I, I, I get that like people love Airwolf, but like I've it never- has a good theme tune. I didn't yes. really love Airwolf. No, I I feel I feel Airwolf was one of the weaker entries. Well, you know what? What's hilarious is that there was Airwolf and there was another helicopter man of action drama. <laughs> but not that one. Amazingly. <laughs> but not that one. <laughs> but it was called Blue Thunder, I think. What? Yeah. And it was like a helicopter, but it also had like a truck that was called Rolling Thunder, if I remember rightly. And then I think there was a bike as well. Oh, and they were all blue. Hang on. And a they minute. I've got I think Google it was this. like I think it was Blue Thunder. I hope I've got that right. Blue Thunder. Am I right? Oh, go away, Bing. No one cares. Go away, Blue Thunder. Bing. Blue. Nobody likes you, Blue Bing. Thunder. Blue Thunder is a 1983 film, apparently. Oh. Maybe. Oh, was it? Was it not a show? Maybe I just saw it on Bravo and thought it was a show. <laughs> Blue Thunder is a helicopter specially modified for police work, but is armed yeah. and designed to counter street insurgencies. How? How does a helicopter deal with street problems? <laughs> The thing that gets me about that sort of thing is that they clearly had access to a prop. Like, they had... Yeah. 
I think this is the case for Airwolf as well. They had access to that helicopter, but it always had to fly in the same place. So the story had to take the action out to this like wild <laughs> area. Yeah. And I think he stored Airwolf in an extinct volcano, <laughs> which is a mate like A, where'd you find that dude? And B, why like maybe that would be a place people would look for a, for a helicopter. I don't know. What's interesting is that if I Google um, Blue Thunder, which I just did, uh, I see hmm. that somebody has made both Blue Thunder and Airwolf out of Lego, and they Brilliant. are both in the same picture together, going Airwolf versus Blue Thunder. I wouldn't be surprised if someone has drawn Airwolf and Blue Thunder and they're kissing. <laughs> like, because they've shipped them. I think that's probably something. Why was it so easy to make a show back then? Like, why was it so easy to go like, okay, um, what's the concept? Oh, he's a... Uh, He's a he's a man of mystery living in um what spin the wheel um Venice Venice li- oh my god yes <laughs> he's he, he, he's, he, he lives in Venice and he um he drives a a, a, a military grade gondola uh, and and he a solves crime <laughs> this is rocket gondola yeah imagine a high speed chase in Venice yeah but um, uh, but of course filming. The chase name is with... Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only one in possession of the rocket gondola. But he... You're right, they'd only ever film one chase sequence on one day because they only had access to the rocket gondola for like <laughs> one day. And then every action scene in every episode uses that same footage, but just yeah. from like slightly different angles. Or they'd like cut in the different enemies. So it'd be like a guy in a canal boat one time and then next time it'd be like a guy in a rowboat but it would always be the same footage of the rocket gondola. <laughs> hmm. And he'd have a... Because, like, Magnum... Like, Magnum P.I. was interesting in that he didn't really have, like, a unique vehicle as such. Like, because A-Team a yeah. had their van, you know, Airwolf had the helicopter. Now, Magnum's friend TC piloted a helicopter. That's always good. And I think there were occasionally speedboats involved, but... That was like the superpower back in the day. It was like having yeah, a car. having a vehicle. Yeah. Like the best you could imagine was just having like... That was, yeah. That's the future. It's the idea as well with Knight Rider that like the most advanced part of that show was the fact that they had generated sentient AI and they decided to put in a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what could Kit actually do? Um, Wasn't he just like an assistant? He could jump. He had turbo boost. He could go boom. Yeah. Jump okay. in slow motion. That was cool. Did he have guns? No, don't think so. But he was bulletproof, I think. Okay. Um, he could like drive himself, so he okay. could come and pick up Michael, which is kind of cool. Okay, yeah, that's pretty clever. Um, he could drive through walls. <gasps> could he? Yeah, I mean, he just did. I don't know whether he could, but <laughs> he wasn't designed to. He just did that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Michael Knight had a little watch, and he could like he could like press a button, and he'd go, Beep. "Kit, come get me," and then Kit would drive through the wall and kill him. <laughs> No. Fuck! No kit! No! <laughs> oh no! Um, I'm no a, gentle Ben. <laughs> I remember watching a uh, an entire sketch or an uh, entire series of um, sketches online called Night Driver, which is entirely about that scenario where Michael yeah. Knight is always tied to a chair and he keeps yeah. calling Kit to come rescue him, and Kit plows through the wall and runs him over <laughs> every time. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, that so, like... that's my love. A simpler yeah, time. Cool. When a man and a moustache and a car or a helicopter or possibly a boat could was just could make eight seasons and that was apparently revolutionary <laughs> television. 
What's your love, Chris? My love is bloopers. Oh. I've always loved bloopers. Love a blooper. Uh, um, do you remember Auntie's Bloomers on the BBC? Yes. Yes. Presented by Terry Wogan. Yep. I like I like seeing things go wrong, basically, <laughs> in a in a humorous way. Um, so uh, I've taken recently to looking up lots of blooper videos for mainly Ricky Gervais comedies. Right. Because oh. I always think it's quite good to know what actually happened in the show, but then watch the outtake and it all go in tits up. And, uh, and I, find, I often find bloopers funnier than the show itself. I find it hilarious when the actor or comedic actor is, is doing a joke and they laugh. If they break, yeah. if they break character, I just lose it. I just think it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I love it. This, this, they call it corpsing, I think, isn't it? When yeah, because he killed the when character. They laugh. I love that. I don't know why. Just something about it. I love it. And <laughs> I will watch those blooper videos again. I've been watching some for The Office recently. Ah, uh, brilliant. Because obviously I'm now familiar with The Office. The, the US Office, oh, the, so, which I would recommend still. Do you mean the... So you're talking about US Office bloopers. Versus... US Office bloopers, which are very good in their own right as well. Yeah. Yeah, there are some legendary bloopers out there. They're good stuff. I do enjoy. I I'll do keep enjoy it. I'll keep it short and sweet. That is basically my <laughs> my love. My well, love. No, that's it. It's good. I like. I've not got any examples for you. I would just recommend you go and look them. Just look them up. Bloody good. Laugh. I'm glad you put the legwork in to uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's just good, honest. The thing is, I could do, I could describe a blooper to you or act it out, and it wouldn't have the same comedic effect as actually watching it. Yeah, oh, agreed. And and if that were my love, plus I haven't done the research. Anyway. No, and absolutely. And if that were my love, I certainly would have thought twice about bringing it up to you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me, John? <laughs> oh, I know you. Itself, this in this in itself could be on a bloopers reel. So that is that's all tied that up in a nice little bow. Yeah, except in this podcast, everything stays in. Yeah, it's all killer, yeah, no filler. It, it could be argued that our, ent- our entire discography is is a blooper. Like, yeah, yeah one people massive, might massive say. That the, the well, podcast hour, hour and a half. podcast was a mistake. Like I think in retrospect, when people look back, they will say that whole podcast that was a mistake. And uh, we could put this in a time capsule, and people could look at it in fifty years and go, "That's a shame." Yeah, that was that was an error. Yeah, they were they were right to bury it. Yeah, <laughs> they actually didn't want us to dig it up. <laughs> Please, God, don't open this. Also, I mean, that's pretty good for um, somebody who had what was it, five pints yesterday. Yeah, you and came more, up with bloopers all by yourself. More than well, more than that. Amorous. I had four. I had four pints with you, and I was out for another uh, seven hours. <laughs> so let's not even extrapolate. Let's just so I don't think there. I don't I don't think we need to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we were only together for half an hour as well. So <laughs> yeah, I thought we did. I thought we did very well. Uh, well, um, in which case, uh, on that um, short, sweet, and uh, salty note, um, what do we think? Mm. What do we think? One out today, love or hate? Well, who was that? I don't. That I don't want dog. to say that first because, like, someone. I want to see whether we can get some tension here. So I'm not going to go first. Okay, we could do it on the count of. Wait, let me think. Which one do I think won? Okay. Are we saying it together? We can, we're all going to say it at once. Okay, so we'll we'll do it on the zero. Okay. okay. Shut up, dog. Okay. Shut up. Shut you up, don't dog. get a vote. Three, two, two, one, one, zero. Hate. Love. Hate. Oh, hate it is. Yes. Balls. Take your gargoyles and shove, up, sh- shove them up your belfry. Shove, yeah, yeah. Now I know how crispy it is.